welcome to the Vineyard Cincinnati podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast. What's going on, church? How y'all doing? Welcome to Youth Weekend, right? It's such an honor to be here for, and for y'all to be here for Youth Weekend, though. Yeah, can we make some noise for those joining online, you know what I'm saying? Even though they're not here near or far, wherever you are. Yes, this weekend we've intentionally carved out space for youth to lead, for youth to lead in worship, for youth to lead in announcements. Like my man Rico, he, didn't he just kill it, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man, come on. <laughs> for youth to lead in, in prayer prayer ministry teams as well, too, because at the end of the day, there is no junior Holy Spirit, right? Some of y'all are like, huh? <laughs> no, 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 there's no junior Holy Spirit. And if you're attending here or if you're new here, welcome. Um, we have been in this series called His Story, His Story, where we've been journeying the kingdom meta-narrative, where we've been uh, unpacking, excavating how Jesus' love story shapes our life story. How Jesus' love story shapes our life story. The first week we talked about creation, right? And how Jesus, how God made us in the image. We were made in the image of God of great worth and value, but we were made in the image of God on purpose, for purpose. The second week, we talked about rebellion. Help! I've fallen and I can't get up, right? We've all fallen and we can't get up. And it's, you know, on all of us to want to be our own God, right? Third week, we talked about covenants, how God partners with his people with a promise, how God partners with his people with a promise, but we can never fulfill our part. This week, we're interrupting this this regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you a special message, though. How Jesus' love story is shaping the lives and the hearts of so many young people in our midst. Church, God is moving powerfully among Gen Z, isn't he? I mean, and and, you know, it's, it's going on all over the place. But what's crazy is that we can have God moving right in front of our face and miss it because we're blinded. We can't see it. Things maybe like legalism, maybe cynicism, unhealthy worldviews. Check out what what Jesus says in, in Matthew 13, 16 through 17. But blessed are your eyes. He's talking to his team. He's talking to his ministry team. Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets... And righteous people, those religious elite, those righteous people and prophets longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. They longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Church, I believe we, we need to pray to Holy Spirit, for Holy Spirit, to open our eyes so that we can see when God is moving around our midst, in our midst, on other people, etc. We want eyes to see. 
I was watching Jesus Revolution uh, about two weeks ago. Who saw the movie Jesus Revolution? Wasn't it good? It was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go check it out, okay? I was watching that movie, and I was just struck at just getting a glimpse at the hippie era, okay, and how God was moving on the hippies of the, the young people of the day, the people who were, who, were, who were seemingly too far for God to reach. And when the hippies were infiltrating the church, there were Christians in the church who had problems with that. Low-key trying to stop and squelch the move of God. They had God moving right in front of their face and was missing it because of legalism, cynicism, you know, because of an unhealthy worldview. I tell you the truth, Jesus says, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. Long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Fast forward today, isn't that kind of happening now? I mean, we have Asbury, we have Cedarville, we have Lee, we have all these moves of the Spirit, and we have people coming out the woodwork, cynics and critics coming out the woodwork like, uh, don't call it a revival, this is not a revival, there's no fruit. Okay, stop. Can we just bless what God is doing? I mean, I mean, oh, oh, they're too young. They're, these kids are too young to experience a move of God like this. Wait a minute, stop it. I see kids on their face, repenting, confessing to Jesus, falling in love with the Lord all, again, all over again. Can we just bless what God is doing? Right? And then uh, all these things. No, no, no. Just bless what God is. Guys, church. May we allow Holy Spirit to bless our eyes so that we may see what he's doing and bless what he's doing. Jesus' love story is radically, radically shaping the life stories of our youth today. And I pray we have the eyes to see it so that we may partner with it. His story, his Love's story is shaping our life story and stories of a lot of Gen Z. And I pray that he continues to shape more stories in Gen Z and Gen LMNOP. I mean, so listen, all of it, all of it. We want all generations, all nations impacted by the love of God. And to that end, I want to introduce our beloved youth pastor and my bro, Alex Schwartz, to the stage. Come on up and have him share about how God is moving in our midst. So thank you coming, for coming out here, brother man. Go ahead and take a seat. I'm going to go ahead and interview him, uh, ask him a few questions to get to know him a little bit, and then have him share his heart. But first, fun icebreaker question out the gate. First job you ever had, and uh, what was that like? You must have talked to my wife. I have done the homework. <laughs> uh, yep. So I grew up in Chicago and there was a theme park called Six Flags Great America. That's right. Woo-hoo. I had a cousin who worked in the entertainment and theater department of that oh uh, theme park and my first ever job. Again, this was a very different body shape ago. <laughs> Uh, my first job was to be friends with the costumed character Batman. That was my first job. I stood on a float with a suit of sorts and waved at little kids, and that was my first job, and it feels like I'm still doing that today. All right. Wow. Wow. Come on. All right. 
Now you get a little glimpse of Alex's life story here. Now, but um, so I'm a firm believer, Alex, of family and how that's our first ministry. Tell us a little bit about yours. Yeah, sure. So uh, my wife is sitting down front. She's the best. Her name's Charlotte. If you see a girl about my height with hair dragging the floor, that's her. She's amazing. Uh, We've been together about five years, married for two, no kids yet, but we're hoping to add a dog this year. Uh, in addition to nine sons somewhere in the future. Wow, nine sons. My goodness. You have names for those sons you're thinking about, bro? No, no. names yet. That's all her. If she's got to carry them, she gets to name them. Hey, hey, let's pray for Charlotte right now, y'all. Yeah? <laughs> My goodness, nine. Um, all right, so talk to us about your story and how you, why you chose here, VCC. You could have, out of all the places out there, uh, to serve and to uh, serve as a youth a pastor, etc. You chose here. Why? Yeah, uh, honestly, I can tell you all the healing center was the biggest determining factor in me coming to this church. I love that this church is a generous church. So many large churches are inward focused, but Vineyard Cincinnati is looking at its community and trying to figure out how we can help and bless the people who we are amongst. So Mm. I'm just really grateful to be a part of a church that is outward focused. And even though my role here doesn't necessarily intersect all that often, I'm really grateful that what I do gets to just gets to support something that is that important and making that much impact. Wow. Wow. That's what's up. So, Alex, we hired you on to be a youth pastor. And, uh, man, you've been playing an instrumental role in the lives of so many young people, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, my kids, man, my twins have uh, been blessed by just you and who you are. Uh, So I'm definitely a benefactor of all that you've been pouring in. Um, But what, what excites you most about youth ministry? Um, you know, in spite of the smells <laughs> and uh, the jokes that just seem to cycle their way through every generation, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm just kidding, y'all. You guys are great. Thanks for deodorant. Appreciate you. Um, no, listen, listen. Um, the thing that is the best part of youth ministry, it's not games. It's not getting to do all the crazy stuff. It really is that moment when it really clicks for a student. And you can almost hear the light bulb click on above their heads when they really start to understand what it means to live the journey and share the story of Jesus. Like that is everything. Aside from being married, my own relationship with Jesus, that is the highlight of my life every time it happens. I love when uh, a young person can catch on to revelation, catch uh, an illumination of the word, of, of, of its presence, right? And helping young people not only... Um, attend youth group, attend student union, be a good student union participant, but to thrive as sons and daughters, right? To thrive as sons and daughters. And that's where it's at. I love that you're calling them up and calling the gold out in them in that way. Um, but it's also important for the church to see, the church to see what God is doing in our midst, uh, especially in this case with our young people. So um, as you, you know, carry out this, this role as youth pastor here at VCC, what do you see God doing? What do you see God doing among our youth, and where do you see it going? Yeah, well, I'm excited to tell you all a bunch of stories of where we're seeing God at work amongst our students. That's going to be a big part of what I get to talk about in a couple minutes, so pumped to save mm. some of that for a few minutes. Um, 
But as far as like where we've been and where we're going, I mean, I remember I got here about two years ago, and you remember what was happening two years ago. And when I started, there was maybe 15 kids sitting across the hallway in the big room, gray floor, gray walls, gray ceiling, everyone in a mask, in chairs, six feet apart. No mm-hmm. one was talking to anybody else. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, boy, what have I signed mm. on for? But it has been such a privilege just to get to walk amongst these students. And we've been blessed by Jesus that we've grown to over 100 in the student wow. union on Sunday mornings wow. in the last two years. And it's, it's amazing. It's been really fun. You know, I, I don't want to give too much away about where we're going in the student union and what's coming. But uh, I can say this, we are going to honor the past in some of the ways that God has really blessed us in the past, but we're going to push into new territory too. We've got some great relationships with some of the other vineyards in our region and their youth ministries, and you're going to see us doing a lot more with them. But we've also got some great partnerships with other churches local to Cincinnati, and we've done some stuff with them so far, but we're going to continue to do more because as much as it is, and I love this house, I love the kingdom even kingdom. more. So yeah. we're going to see the whole city start to begin to turn, and we're really excited about that. So Let's go. Stay tuned. All right, all right. I'm excited listening to him. I'm excited listening to his passion. Um, I love how this man's been calling the gold up out of our youth uh, and helping them do remarkable things for the kingdom. And y'all, listen, youth will lead. The youth will eventually grow to lead, and they're already leading in certain ways, and they're already, already gifted and talented, and I love how you've been empowering them to continually unpack their gifts. Um, but I know he has a message on his heart that he wants to share and to, uh, to bless the church. So without further ado, would y'all give it up for my guy, Alex Schwartz. Let's go. All right, well, how you guys doing? You good? On a scale of thumbs up to thumbs down, how was your week this past week? Y'all feeling okay? All right, I'm seeing more of this than I'd like to see, so let's turn that around for next week, okay? All right, let's turn that around. Um, Before I get started, I just, I need to say a couple of thank yous to uh, some people who make all of this possible and who are leading us so well. Clay and Beth and Matt. Beth, I haven't seen you this morning, but I bet you're somewhere. Uh, But the three of you, I just so appreciate getting to lead underneath you and grow and experience your leadership. You guys are amazing. Church, will you guys let them know how much you think they're amazing? Just appreciate you guys. Love you big. I'm a better person for knowing you, better at this. And I just want to thank you for that. So thanks for investing. Uh, I want to dive bomb us just straight into our text. I've got about 15 minutes, and I went like 10 over last service. So I'm going to shrink it down, and we're going to go real fast today, because in the student union, 15 minutes is normally like 25, but today is a real 15, an adult 15, and I'm not used to that. So we're going to go straight in. If you have a Bible, you can open it up to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read you a pretty short but powerful passage Peter, the apostle, one of Jesus's followers, in the very early days, one of his disciples becomes the first pastor, and he speaks the first words in the first message to the first Christian believers in the first church in the first few moments after the Holy Spirit falls on the disciples. And the words that he says might surprise you. So if you have that open, you can follow along or it's going to be on the screen behind you. Here's the very first words that Peter says. In the last days, God says, and this is Peter speaking, I will pour out my spirit 
on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Church, I love this text. I love what it says, and I love the picture that we are painted by, the, by Peter in this moment. It's not just a description of what was going to happen to believers right there in that early church. It was a prescription for what all of the rest of church history was supposed to look like, that the Holy Spirit is with us, that he is here in power, and we get to walk in his presence, not just in services like this, but daily. And I love that picture. I love that we get to walk with the Holy Spirit. I would picture no better way to live than this one. Would you? I don't know that I would want anything different. Here's the problem. Oh, silence. We have a problem. As I look around at the state of churches today, there just seems to be this conversation that's happening on loop that almost seems to run against Acts 2. And it's a problem. I have this conversation a lot, and it essentially goes like this. Someone stops me wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing, and says, Alex, where are the young people in our churches? Why are they leaving? Where are they going? And you know, to be honest, I don't have a great answer. I haven't had a great answer. You know that if you've talked to me about this. I normally just say, oh, and just move on, because I don't have, or I, I try to spin it some other way. I haven't had an answer for that question. And you know, the nationwide conversation is not more encouraging. 64%, this is what the pre-pandemic data showed, 64% of people who grew up in church, catch this now, 64% between the ages of 18 and 29, according to the data, will leave the church intending to never darken the door of another. 64%. I take that personally. I've been doing this for 10 years. Young people have been my whole ministry career, my whole life, and 64% is too many. So I don't fully get, or I didn't, how it is that Acts 2 can be true and that the Spirit of God can be poured out on young people and they still choose to leave. I don't get it. Or at least I didn't until recently. You heard Pastor Clay talk a little bit about Asbury and some of the other places where the Spirit of God is being poured out on college students. Well, I went to Asbury just a couple of weeks ago, and what I saw was shocking. I expected professional preachers and paid revivalists. I expected worship bands that could carry a tune. Uh, I expected comfy chairs and coffee. Sorry, if you're, if you're at Asbury and you sang, I'm so sorry. Don't, don't hate me. <laughs> I, I expected professionalism and production. I expected laser lights and fog. I expected, I expected, I expected. But what I found when I sat there was that it felt like only 15 minutes had gone by and I looked at my watch and it had been three hours. I saw college kids, like Clay said, on their faces confessing their sin and repenting. I saw them doing deliverance for each other. I saw them crying. I saw them hugging. I saw them encountering the presence of God. And it was in that place that it started to hit me. Young people specifically, but I really think all of us probably are not looking for another presentation. We are looking for the presence of God. Young people... 
Young people, particularly, this is our issue. Young people are looking for presence, not a presentation. We're done, all of us. I, I, I'm saying young people because that's who I represent here, but I think all of us, probably, are done with slick services. We're done with all of the crazy glitz and glamour. It's just a shallow copy of what the world is doing, thinking we're going to bring the world in here when the world isn't interested. They just want to see Jesus. And I'm so grateful, church, before you hear me like coming at our, our house, I love our house. And I'm so glad that all of this, all of the awesome stuff that we have here is not a distraction from the presence of God that sits on this place. I am so grateful that we could be a place that is professional and is produced while still being a people that love the presence of God and want to sit here among him, among the Trinity that who infests this place so tangibly you can almost touch it. I love that so much. I love that we are a generous house, that we are giving it all away. I love that we are people who push to be naturally supernatural when it would be easier to just sit back in comfy chairs and watch the pros do it for you. I love that you all get to play. I love it. You know, I know that there are so many stories. You probably have them in your family. I know I've had them in my ministry of people and young people who fit in that 64%. I know that you have stories of those and you know those people, but can I tell you something? When I read Acts 2, I have stories there too. I have names of people who are living this text, who are walking this text, who breathe it, who prove it's true day by day. Can I tell you some? Can I tell you some stories? Let me tell you. There was a student just a couple of weeks ago who decided that she was going to get baptized, and she wrote down on a card what her story was. Just for a second here, I'm going to offer a trigger warning to you. You have heard it said that young people, Generation Z, Generation Alpha, are the most depressed, most likely to self-harm, most suicidal generation that has ever walked the face of this nation but I tell you today that Jesus Christ is changing hearts and he's turning minds and he is healing the mental illness that is happening among young people. And I have a story of it. Let me tell you this story. This is what our student wrote before she was baptized. I started coming to the student union about four to six weeks ago. I found God in the midst of my anxiety and depression, not before it was healed, not before the breakthrough, but in it. In the midst of it, I found God in anxiety and depression. Because of the leaders and the friends that I've made here, I have grown stronger in my faith, and I am closer to him than I've ever been. And I feel that the next step in my life is to get baptized so my church will know that I'm deciding to follow Jesus forever. I have more. I have more. I know I'm here to talk about young people and stuff, but can I tell you when the Spirit of God says that he is being poured out on all flesh, I'm seeing it everywhere. Can I tell you about Joe? Joe is 60 years old. He has served in the student union since 2004. I was like seven in 2004. <laughs> Joe has served the young people of this church for so long that there are people all over this city and now all over the nation who can point back to Joe and say, that guy discipled me when I was at my worst, my pimpliest, 
<laughs> of my face only a mother could love season, that guy loved me and discipled me. And in spite of over a dozen operations and procedures on his heart, physical heart, since 2004, Joe is still serving and he's still here. So Joe, in front of everybody. Joe, in front of everybody, we love you. You are amazing and we honor you. Thank you for how you're serving the next generation. I love you, man. There's more. I could tell you so many more stories. I could tell you about kids who have caught prayer languages. I could tell you about kids who have prayed, laid on hands, and seen people be healed. I could tell you about kids who are sharing the gospel in their schools. I could tell you, I could tell you, I could tell you. And every story Every student who I have a story for is living Acts 2. The Spirit of God poured out on all flesh. I have one more. I want to just tell you one more. My time is coming to a close, but I want to tell you one more. I have a student who I think it was approximately two summers ago approached me and said, I want to give $1,000 to the church. And y'all, minimum wage is $9.30. And I sat there, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was like, okay, why? Like, what's happening? And as the student kept talking to me, it became clear that the student believed that they had heard God's voice, that they had heard God say something to them that caused them to do this. But in my cynical heart, I held on to that check for weeks. It just sat in my office. Because I thought, maybe they're going to have buyer's remorse. Maybe they didn't tell mom and dad, and mom and dad are going to look at the bank account and go, what happened? Where did that go? And I'm embarrassed. I'm genuinely embarrassed to say that that student's parent had to come find me in my office one day and say, hey, why haven't you deposited that check? My kid heard God's voice. Deposit it. Y'all, $1,000 would stretch me, and I'm not paid minimum wage. But the Spirit of God is being poured out on our young people toward generosity, toward power, toward faith. And I believe it's not just for the young, it's for all people. Let me remind you, Acts chapter 2 does not say the Spirit of God is being poured out on the young. It says it's being poured out on all people. My spirit is being poured out on all people, your sons, your daughters, the young, the old, the black, the white, the male, the female, and every variation in between. The spirit of God is for all of us, and he is in this space, and he wants more. You see, I genuinely think, and it's not necessarily, actually, it's definitely not this church, but it is church culture in the West overall. We have decided that we are fine with the presentation rather than pressing in to God's presence. Friends, can I tell you what? If you are discouraged walking into your job because you feel like it's a dark place, do you know that the presence of God goes with you? Do you know that when the Holy Spirit came to live inside you, when you said yes to Jesus in that moment, the Holy Spirit came to live in your chest? And that's not a metaphor, that's literal. He is in there and he is there for real to be a light with you for your own path, but for others. Do you know that when you go into work and you are discouraged because your boss, you know they don't love Jesus. You know that they don't. Do you know that you were put there for your boss? Do you know that when you go into hospitals because you have seen people get sick, that you carry the only healing power that exists in the world? 
Do you know that you carry the physical presence of Jesus with you? And yes, moments like this matter so much. They are important. But I wonder, church, if perhaps we didn't just expect a presentation here or even the presence here. What if young people and all people, when we walk into a room ourselves, could expect the presence of God because we walked into that room? What if you, what if I, what if all of us sitting here, what if all of us genuinely started to believe God's spirit poured out on my flesh, yes, for me, but also for them? What if I went to my next Thanksgiving with my unbelieving family and I pressed into a tough conversation because they need Jesus and I want it to be harder for my family to arrive in hell and easier for them to go to heaven and I'm willing to endure a little bit of discomfort for that. What if I was willing, what if we were willing to give up a promotion if it meant even one coworker was able to meet Jesus? Wouldn't it be worth it? I, I, I know that's so hard and I know there's life considerations. I fully get it. But when heaven is the cost of my comfort, it is too high a price to pay. Friends, we can't keep expecting to offer a presentation of gospel when the world needs the presence of Jesus. They're dying for it. And it's not just in young people and it's not just in one group or another group. It is for all people and you carry it and you get to share it. And if I could say anything to this room right now, it would be just share it. The presence is in you for you, but it is upon you for the world. Why don't you guys stand so I can bless you and we're gonna do a little bit more singing. Holy Spirit, I just bless this room for every story that's in this room that is being shaped by the love story of God, I just bless each individual person here. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill the hearts of every person in this room? God, I pray that there would be no person here who will leave this space not hearing a name. One name that needs to hear your name. Holy Spirit, I just pray that in this moment, we would begin to be inspired by the fact that there are both the young and the old and every group in between who are being full of your spirit, full of your presence, knowing that it is the only cure for a broken and dying world. Jesus, I just thank you that you are with us and that you are a part of Vineyard Cincinnati, part of our young people, part of our old people, part of all people. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, everybody said. Amen, amen. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. It is at this time in the student union, I like to invite the students to come down to the front for worship. And so I'm extending that invitation. And that is also an open invitation. Let us worship together. Unity. Yeah, let's worship together.
For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. God, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of it all. Sing to him, oh Father, you're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, can we declare that together? You're worthy, Father. You're worthy. The beautiful thing about worship is it's, man, you just experience, there's moments where we can be quiet, where there's intimate settings, but man, it so easily can turn into celebration, into a party, into joy. And so I invite you guys to do exactly that. We're gonna end with a very fun hype song called I Thank God, I invite you, I invite you to dance, I invite you to celebrate. Let's get this party started. Told me that I 
like what in the world is going on it's the kingdom baby we are celebrating in the kingdom hey hey I want to I want to share look at these youth right here up here look at this this is amazing you guys are breathing a new life into this church because of your energy right here I love that I love that youth if you are here right now put your hands up I just want to pray a blessing Pray a blessing over everyone here. Holy Spirit, get them. Get them. Lace them on fire. We want more fire. We want more of your passion. We want more of your Holy Spirit. 
outpouring on these young people, Lord. Break them free to be who you've designed them to be, Lord. Help them take the bull by its horns and just go. Just run with the wind, Lord. In Jesus' name. More, Lord, on our young people. In Jesus' name. Give it up for them, y'all. Come on. Let's go. I got my guy Alex up here. He wants to share. Oh, can I just say Noah? Oh, my goodness. On the drum. Oh, my goodness. This guy. And then, I mean, the ladies, Kessia and, and, and man, Mills, Audrey. Wow, come on. And back there in the keys. Come on. Youth will lead. Let's go. Go ahead, Alex. I just had this. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> hey, let me pray a blessing for everybody. Holy Spirit, so I just thank you for this church. I thank you for where we've been and where we are going. God, we trust you. If you will be our God, we will be your people. We want your presence, we want your power, and we want it now. In Jesus' name I pray, everybody said. Amen. Before we dismiss, before we pull out, y'all, let's get the ministry team to come on up, please, prayer team. And, and here's the deal. If you pass a young person, just pull them and recruit them for your team. You guys, youth, I want you guys to help pray if you can. Ministry team, while the ministry team is coming up, ministry slide will come up on the, on the screen. If there's anything there that resonates, come on up and get prayer. We would love for you to get prayer. Other than that, wow, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We bless you, what you're doing. And we say more of, more, more power, more love but help us to see more things happening in more places so we can partner in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Come on up for prayer if you need prayer. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast.